0: Section 9 of State of the Union Addresses, 1849 through 1856. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gary B. Clayton. State of the Union Address, Franklin Pierce, December fifth, 1853, Part 1 fellow citizens of the senate and of the house of representatives the interest with which the people of the republic anticipate the assembling of congress and the fulfillment on that occasion of the duty imposed upon a new president is one of the best evidences of their capacity to realize the hopes of the founders of a political system at once complex and symmetrical while the different branches of the government are to a certain extent independent of each other the duties of all alike have direct reference to the source of power fortunately under this system no man is so high and none so humble in the scale of public station as to escape from the scrutiny or to be exempt from the responsibility which all official functions imply upon the justice and intelligence of the masses in a government thus organized is the sole reliance of the confederacy and the only security for honest and earnest devotion to its interests against the usurpations and encroachment of power on the one hand and the assaults of personal ambition on the other the interest of which i have spoken is inseparable from an inquiring self-governing community but stimulated doubtless at the present time by the unsettled condition of our relations with several foreign powers by the new obligations resulting from a sudden extension of the field of enterprise by the spirit with which that field has been entered and the amazing energy with which its resources for meeting the demands of humanity have been developed although disease assuming at one time the characteristics of a widespread and devastating pestilence has left its sad traces upon some portions of our country we have still the most abundant cause for reverent thankfulness to god for an accumulation of signal mercies showered upon us as a nation it is well that a consciousness of rapid advancement and increasing strength be habitually associated with an abiding sense of dependency upon him who holds in his hands the destiny of men and of nations recognizing the wisdom of the broad principle of absolute religious toleration proclaimed in our fundamental law and rejoicing in the benign influence which it has exerted upon our social and political condition i should shrink from a clear duty did i fail to express my deepest conviction that weep can place no secure reliance upon any apparent progress if it be not sustained by national integrity resting upon the great truths affirmed and illustrated by divine revelation in the midst of our sorrow for the afflicted and suffering it has been consoling to see how promptly disaster made true neighbors of districts and cities separated widely from each other and cheering to watch the strength of that common bond of brotherhood which unites all hearts in all parts of this union when danger threatens from abroad or calamity impends over us at home our domestic relations with foreign powers have undergone no essential change since the adjournment of the last congress with some of them questions of a disturbing character are still pending but there are good reasons to believe that these may all be amicably adjusted for some years past great britain has so construed the first article of the convention of the twentieth of april eighteen eighteen in regard to the fisheries on the northeastern coast as to exclude our citizens from some of the fishing grounds to which they freely resorted for nearly a quarter of a century subsequent to the date of that treaty the united states has never acquiesced in this construction but have always claimed for their fishermen all the rights which they had so long enjoyed without molestation with a view to remove all difficulties on the subject to extend the rights of our fishermen beyond the limits fixed by the convention of eighteen eighteen and to regulate trade between the united states and the british north american provinces a negotiation has been opened with a fair prospect of a favorable result To protect our fishermen in the enjoyment of their rights, and prevent collision between them and British fishermen, I deemed it expedient to station a naval force in that quarter during the fishing season. Embarrassing questions have also arisen between the two governments in regard to Central America. Great Britain has proposed to settle them by an amicable arrangement, and our minister at London is instructed to enter into negotiations on that subject a commission for adjusting the claims of our citizens against great britain and those of british subjects against the united states organized under the convention of the eighth of february last is now sitting in london for the transaction of business it is in many respects desirable that the boundary line between the united states and the british provinces in the northwest as designated in the convention of the fifteenth of june eighteen forty six and especially that part which separates the territory of washington from the british possessions on the north should be traced and marked i therefore present the subject to your notice with france our relations continue on the most friendly footing the extensive commerce between the united states and that country might it is conceived be released from some unnecessary restrictions to the mutual advantage of both parties with a view to this object some progress has been made in negotiating a treaty of commerce and navigation independently of her valuable trade with spain we have important political relations with her growing out of our neighborhood to the islands of cuba and puerto rico i am happy to announce that since the last congress no attempts have been made by unauthorized expeditions within the united states against either of those colonies should any movement be manifested within our limits all the means at my command will be vigorously exerted to repress it several annoying occurrences have taken place at havana or in the vicinity of the island of cuba between our citizens and of spanish authorities considering the proximity of that island to our shores lying as it does in the track of trade between some of our principal cities and the suspicious vigilance with which foreign intercourse particularly that with the united states is there guarded a repetition of such occurrences may well be apprehended as no diplomatic intercourse is allowed between our consul at havana and the captain-general of cuba ready explanations cannot be made or prompt redress afforded where injury has resulted All complaint on the part of our citizens under the present arrangement must be, in the first place, presented to this government and then referred to Spain. Spain again refers it to her local authorities in Cuba for investigation, and postpones an answer till she has heard from those authorities. To avoid these irritating and vexatious delays, a proposition has been made to provide for a direct repeal for redress to the Captain General by our council in behalf of our injured fellow citizens hitherto the government of spain has declined to enter into any such arrangement this course on her part is deeply regretted for without some arrangement of this kind the good understanding between the two countries may be exposed to occasional interruption our minister at madrid is instructed to renew the proposition and to press it again upon the consideration of her catholic majesty's government for several years spain has been calling the attention of this government to a claim for losses by some of her subjects in the case of the schooner Almastad. This claim is believed to rest on the obligations imposed by our existing treaty with that country. Its justice was admitted in our diplomatic correspondence with the Spanish government as early as March 1847, and one of my predecessors in his annual message of that year recommended that provision should be made for its payment. In January last, it was again submitted to Congress by the executive. It has received a favorable consideration by committees of both branches, but as yet there has been no final action upon it. I conceive that good faith requires its prompt adjustment, and I present it to your early and favorable consideration. Martin Koshta, a Hungarian by birth, came to this country in 1850 and declared his intention in due form of law to become a citizen of the United States after remaining here nearly two years he visited turkey while at smyrna he was forcibly seized taken on board an austrian brig of war then lying in the harbor at that place and there confined in irons with the avowed design to take him into the dominions of austria our council at smyrna and legation at constantinople interposed for his release but their efforts were ineffectual while thus in prison commander ingraham with the united states ship of war st louis arrived at smyrna and after inquiring into the circumstances of the case came to the conclusion that costa was entitled to the protection of this government and took energetic and prompt measures for his release under an arrangement between the agents of the united states and of austria he was transferred to the custody of the french consul-general at smyrna there to remain until he should be disposed of by the mutual agreement of the consuls of the respective governments at that place pursuant to that agreement he has been released and is now in the united states the emperor of austria has made the conduct of our officers who took part in this transaction a subject of grave complaint regarding koshta as still his subject and claiming a right to seize him within the limits of the turkish empire he has demanded of this government its consent to the surrender of the prisoner a disavowal of the acts of its agents and satisfaction for the alleged outrage After a careful consideration of the case, I came to the conclusion that Kostka was seized without legal authority at Smyrna, that he was wrongfully detained on board the Austrian Brig of War, that at the time of his seizure he was clothed with the nationality of the United States, and that the acts of our officers under the circumstances of the case were justifiable and their conduct has been fully approved by me, and a compliance with the several demands of the Emperor of Austria has been declined." for a more full account of this transaction and my views in regard to it i refer to the correspondence between the charged affairs of austria and the secretary of state which is herewith transmitted the principles and policies therein maintained on the part of the united states will whenever a proper occasion occurs be applied and enforced The condition of china at this time renders it probable that some important changes will occur in that vast empire which will lead to a more unrestricted intercourse with it the commissioner to that country who has been recently appointed is instructed to avail himself of all occasions to open and extend our commercial relations not only with the empire of china but with other asiatic nations in eighteen fifty two an expedition was sent to japan under the command of commodore perry for the purpose of opening commercial intercourse with that empire intelligence has been received of his arrival there and of his having made known to the emperor of japan the object of his visit but it is not yet ascertained how far the emperor will be disposed to abandon his restrictive policy and open that populous country to a commercial intercourse with the united states it has been my earnest desire to maintain friendly intercourse with the governments upon this continent and to aid them in preserving good understanding among themselves with mexico a dispute has arisen as to the true boundary line between our territory of new mexico and the mexican state of chihuahua a former commissioner of the united states employed in running that line pursuant to the treaty of Guadalupe hidalgo made a serious mistake in determining the initial point on the rio grande but inasmuch as his decision was clearly a departure from the directions for tracing the boundary contained in that treaty and was not concurred in by the surveyor appointed on the part of the united states whose concurrence was necessary to give validity to that decision this government is not concluded thereby but that of mexico takes a different view of the subject there are also other questions of considerable magnitude pending between the two republics our minister in mexico has ample instructions to adjust them negotiations have been opened but sufficient progress has not been made therein to enable me to speak of the probable result impressed with the importance of maintaining amicable relations with that republic and of yielding with liberality to all her just claims it is reasonable to expect that an arrangement mutually satisfactory to both countries may be concluded and a lasting friendship between them confirmed and perpetuated congress having provided for a full mission to the states of central america a minister was sent thither in july last as yet he has had time to visit only one of these states nicaragua where he was received in the most friendly manner it is hoped that his presence and good offices will have a benign effect in composing the dissensions which prevail among them and in establishing still more intimate and friendly relations between them respectively and between each of them and the united states considering the vast regions of this continent and the number of states which would be made accessible by the free navigation of the river amazon particular attention has been given to this subject Brazil through whose territories it passes into the ocean has hitherto persisted in a policy so restricted in regard to the use of this river as to obstruct and nearly exclude foreign commercial intercourse with the states which lie upon its tributaries and upper branches our minister to that country is instructed to obtain a relaxation of that policy, and to use his efforts to induce the Brazilian government to open to common use, under proper safeguards, this great natural highway for international trade. Several of the South American states are deeply interested in this attempt to secure the free navigation of the Amazon, and it is reasonable to expect their cooperation in the measure as the advantages of free commercial intercourse among nations are better understood more liberal views are generally entertained as to the common rights of all to the free use of those means which nature has provided for international communication to these more liberal and enlightened views it is hoped that brazil will conform her policy and remove all unnecessary restrictions upon the free use of a river which traverses so many states and so large a part of the continent i am happy to inform you that the republic of paraguay and the argentine confederation have yielded to the liberal policy still resisted by brazil in regard to the navigable rivers within their respective territories treaties embracing this subject among others have been negotiated with these governments which will be submitted to the senate at the present session a new branch of commerce important to the agricultural interests of the united states has within a few years past been opened with peru notwithstanding the inexhaustible deposits of guano upon the islands of that country considerable difficulties are experienced in obtaining the requisite supply measures have been taken to remove these difficulties and to secure a more abundant importation of the article unfortunately there has been a serious collision between our citizens who have resorted to the chincha islands for it and the peruvian authorities stationed there redress for the outrages committed by the latter was promptly demanded by our minister at lima this subject is now under consideration and there is reason to believe that peru is disposed to offer adequate indemnity to the aggrieved parties we are thus not only at peace with all foreign countries but in regard to political affairs are exempt from any cause of serious disquietude in our domestic relations the controversies which have agitated the country heretofore are passing away with the causes which produced them and the passions which they had awakened or if any traces of them remains it may be reasonably hoped that it will only be perceived in the zealous rivalry of all good citizens to testify their respect for the rights of the states their devotion to the union and their common determination that each one of the states its institutions its welfare and its domestic peace shall be held alike secure under the sacred aegis of the constitution this new league of amity and of mutual confidence and support into which the people of the republic have entered happily affords inducement and opportunity for the adoption of a more comprehensive and unembarrassed line of policy and action as to the great material interests of the country whether regarded in themselves or in connection with the powers of the civilized world The United States have continually, gradually, and steadily to expand through acquisitions of territory which, how much soever some of them may have been questioned, are now universally seen and admitted to have been wise in policy, just in character and a great element in the advancement of our country, and with it of the human race, in freedom, in prosperity, and in happiness. The thirteen states have grown to be thirty-one with relations reaching to europe on the one side and on the other to the distant realms of asia i am deeply sensible of the immense responsibility which the present magnitude of the republic and the diversity and multiplicity of its interests devolves upon me the alleviation of which so far as relates to the immediate conduct of the public business is first in my reliance on the wisdom and patriotism of the two houses of congress and secondly in the directions afforded me by the principles of public polity affirmed by our fathers of the epoch of seventeen ninety eight sanctioned by long experience and consecrated anew by the overwhelming voice of the people of the united states recurring to these principles which constitute the organic basis of union we perceive that vast as are the functions and the duties of the federal government vested in or entrusted to its three great departments the legislative executive and judicial yet the substantive power the popular force and the large capacities for social and material development exist in the respective states which all being of themselves well constituted republics as they proceeded so they alone are capable of maintaining and perpetuating the american union the federal government has its appropriate line of action in the specific and limited powers conferred on it by the constitution chiefly as to those things in which the states have a common interest in their relations to one another and to foreign governments while the great mass of interests which belong to cultivated men the ordinary business of life the springs of industry all the diversified personal and domestic affairs of society rests securely upon the general reserve powers of the people of the several states there is the effective democracy of the nation and there the vital essence of its being and its greatness of the practical consequences which flow from the nature of the federal government the primary one is the duty of administering with integrity and fidelity the high trust reposed in it by the constitution especially in the application of the public funds as drawn by taxation from the people and appropriated to specific objects by congress happily i have no occasion to suggest any radical changes in the financial policy of the government ours is almost if not absolutely the solitary power of christendom having a surplus revenue drawn immediately from imposts on commerce and therefore measured by the spontaneous enterprise and national prosperity of the country with such indirect relation to agriculture manufactures and the products of the earth and sea as to violate no constitutional doctrine and yet vigorously promote the general welfare neither as to the sources of the public treasure nor as to the manner of keeping and managing it does any grave controversy now prevail there being a general acquiescence in the wisdom of the present system the report of the secretary of the treasury will exhibit in detail the state of the public finances and the condition of the various branches of the public service administered by that department of the government the revenue of the country levied almost insensibly to the taxpayer goes on from year to year increasing beyond either the interests or the prospective wants of the government at the close of the fiscal year ending june thirtieth eighteen fifty two there remained in the treasury a balance of fourteen million six hundred thirty two thousand one hundred and thirty six dollars the public revenue for the fiscal year ended june thirtieth eighteen fifty three amounted to fifty eight million nine hundred thirty one thousand eight hundred sixty five dollars from customs and to two million four hundred and five thousand seven hundred and eight dollars from public lands and other miscellaneous resources amounting together to sixty one million three hundred thirty seven thousand five hundred seventy four dollars while the public expenditures for the same period exclusive of payments on account of the public debt amounted to forty three million five hundred fifty four thousand two hundred and sixty two dollars leaving a balance of thirty two million four hundred twenty five thousand four hundred and forty seven dollars of receipts above expenditures this fact of increasing surplus in the treasury became the subject of anxious consideration at a very early period of my administration and the path of duty in regard to it seemed to me obvious and clear namely first to apply the surplus revenue to the discharge of the public debt so far as it could judiciously be done and secondly to devise means for the gradual reduction of the revenue to the standard of the public exigencies of these objects the first has been in the course of accomplishment in a manner and to a degree highly satisfactory the amount of the public debt of all classes was, on the 4th of March, eighteen fifty-three, sixty-nine million one hundred ninety thousand and thirty-seven dollars payments on account of which have been made since that period to the amount of $12,703,329, leaving unpaid and in continuous course of liquidation the sum of $56,486,708 these payments although made at the market price of the respective classes of stocks have been effected readily and to the general advantage of the treasury and have at the same time proved of signal utility in the relief they have incidentally afforded to the money market and to the industrial and commercial pursuits of the country the second of the above-mentioned objects that of the reduction of the tariff is of great importance and a plan suggested by the secretary of the treasury which is to reduce the duties on certain articles and to add to the free list many articles now taxed and especially such as enter into manufactures and are not largely or at all produced in the country is commended to your candid and careful consideration you will find in the report of the secretary of the treasury also abundant proof of the entire adequacy of the present fiscal system to meet all the requirements of the public service and that while properly administered it operates to the advantage of the community in ordinary business relations i respectfully ask your attention to sundry suggestions of improvements in the settlement of accounts especially as regards the large sums of outstanding arrears due to the government and of other reforms in the administrative action of his department which are indicated by the secretary as also to the progress made in the construction of marine hospitals custom houses and of a new mint in california and assay office in the city of new york herefore provided for by congress and also to the eminently successful progress of the coast survey and of the lighthouse board among the objects meriting your attention will be important recommendations from the secretaries of war and navy i am fully satisfied that the navy of the united states is not in a condition of strength and efficiency commensurate with the magnitude of our commercial and other interests and commend to your special attention the suggestions on this subject made by the secretary of the navy i respectfully submit that the army which under our system must always be regarded with the highest interest as a nucleus around which the volunteer forces of the nation gather in the hour of danger requires augmentation or modification to adapt it to the present extended limits and frontier relations of the country and the condition of the indian tribes in the interior of the continent the necessity of which will appear in the communications of the secretaries of war and the interior in the administration of the post office department for the fiscal year ending june thirtieth eighteen fifty three the gross expenditure was seven million nine hundred eighty two thousand seven hundred and fifty six dollars and the gross receipts during the same period five million nine hundred forty two thousand seven hundred thirty four dollars showing that the current revenue failed to meet the current expenses of the department by the sum of two million forty two thousand thirty two dollars the causes of which under the present postal system and laws led inevitably to this result are fully explained by the report of the postmaster-general one great cause being the enormous rates the department has been compelled to pay for mail service rendered by railroad companies the exhibit in the report of the postmaster-general of the income and expenditures by mail steamers will be found peculiarly interesting and of a character to demand the immediate action of congress numerous and flagrant frauds upon the pension bureau have been brought to light within the last year and in some instances merited punishments inflicted but unfortunately in others guilty parties have escaped not through the want of sufficient evidence to warrant a conviction but in consequence of the provisions of limitation in the existing laws. From the nature of these claims, the remoteness of the tribunals to pass upon them and the mode in which the proof is of necessity furnished, temptations to crime have been greatly stimulated by the obvious difficulties of detection. The defects in the law upon this subject are so apparent and so fatal to the ends of justice that your early action relating to it is most desirable. End of section 9 Recording by Gary B. Clayton.